Warning. Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews contains adult content and language. It's that time once again, kiddies. Guess what? You are listening to the, we hope, world famous Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews. I'm Brandon. I'm Travis. And you know what? what? Um, I mean, I know this comes out the day after Veterans Day. That's right. But hey, we're recording it before Veterans Day. So I just want to personally thank all the veterans out there listening or not listening. Yep. And, you know, thank you guys for your service and everything you guys do for us. Yeah, um, absolutely. Thank you. And you know what? What? Speaking of veterans, mm-hmm. how about we th- we just talk about some rock and roll veterans this week? <laughs> I like it. I mean, it kind of ties in perfect together, I think. It totally does. Uh, we don't want to give it away yet, but we've got a no. session guy who's played with a bunch of bands in the past and a really famous guy and just a fucking good album. Holy shit. Yes. This, honestly, folks, before, we, and, and the sad thing is we're talking about this like you already don't know what the album is because you guys get to see it firsthand yeah. when you look it up. Um, But honestly, this, this could have been a freaking perfect five album except for a few things <laughs> and we will get into those uh here later in the episode uh yeah it's it's holy shit this might be my um my second or third favorite record we've reviewed uh, <laughs> i don't know you know I, I i don't like putting those kind of labels on our stuff anymore yeah because the but, ones, i mean it changes all the time some of them that i think oh that's the best episode yeah Obviously, you fans out there don't feel the same way about it as we do. And then the ones we think suck, you guys love. That's so, true. Sometimes we'll get done with an episode and Brandon and I will be like, that was kind of a shit show. And that ends up being one of the most popular ones. So I'm telling you, folks, you guys are a rough fucking crowd to please, <laughs> especially when y'all don't give us no feedback. Yeah, that's true. Hey, and um, I do want to apologize. Um, Trav probably wants to apologize. We were supposed to have been on the air last week, but Mr. Smoking Shit Show Computer here <laughs> decided he was going to get blackout drunk. And by blackout, I mean he was blackout drunk. Um, uh, We got that problem so far taken care of, we, we hope. Yeah, I think it'll be all right. Um, but hey, let's give a big smoking computer hello. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> you worthless piece of shit. <laughs> He's hanging on by a thread. Yeah. Um, hey, if uh, anybody out there, you know, if you want to build us a fucking computer or something, hey, contact the show. Oh, all right. So do do we want to go ahead and throw it at them? Let's do the beers first. Well, okay. 
<laughs> I love it. He's always a little bit nervous because I bought the beers this week. Yeah, he brought the See, beers. When he buys the beers, he's like, all right, we're going to go into the beers. When I do it, he's oh. like, should we just go right into the, the show and do the, the record? <laughs> Honestly, folks, after that last excursion with the uh, plastic bottle, Old English 800, 42 ounces, I'm kind of scared because honestly, I thought we were having fun with the ice beer wars. Yeah. The the, the old English 800 ain't nothing to fuck with. That's all I'm going to say. Especially in a plastic bottle. That's disappointing. But I, I will tell you this. Um, like I said, I, I stick behind what I say about the Mickey's. I still like, I could go drink Mickey's right now. Yeah, I don't have any problem with Mickey's. All right. He's killing me, folks. I'm <laughs> I'm going to go into the uh, official beer. I bruise. wish you guys could all see this right now. He's visibly nervous <laughs> up in the fridge. I'm almost getting like the meat sweats <laughs> because I, I can only tell what rottenness is sitting in this uh, official beards, brews, and vinyl reviews fridge. There we go. All right. I'm going in and God, I, I, I don't <laughs> know if I want to. Uh, I love it. it. It could be as bad as. Well, no. Even the bad song on this album, in my opinion, probably is not as bad as what this beer is about to be. But I'm going in. There's only one bad song on this record. We'll get to it. But uh, yes, it, there is only one yeah. bad song. I'm and, sure we picked the same one. And I hated to even put anything on there, but I almost wonder how we're going to differ on our reasons if, in fact, we did pick the same song. Yeah. Um. You know, it was hard to find a beer to pair well with this record. But I think I found one that pairs pretty decently with it. Oh, shit. It's hard to tell. I'm going in here. Yeah. Okay, fridge is shut. I'm, I'm reaching in the... Holy sheets. He <laughs> went the sheets. <laughs> they didn't have any paper bags. Okay, so I'm reaching into the sheets bag. Oh, you fucking <laughs> cocksucker. <laughs> Jesus Christ. This this beer's not even a fucking reviewable one. <laughs> I already know what this shit tastes like, and... I like it. I like it a lot. Ooh, the double, the double crack. So I figured this album's really good, smooth. We should have a beer that pairs well with it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you can't get much good and smooth <laughs> than the Anno 1366 Stella Artois. Delicious. 600 years of brewing heritage. This shit is the bomb. If you've never tried it, run out and get it. Yeah, it's smooth. I don't recommend the whether they say cedar or whatever for the cider. Don't the, no, just get the OG. Yeah, um, it and, is tasty, and they are in tall boys. Yep, I've been there a few times. Let's go in for this deliciousness that I'm already going to give a thumbs up. That's smooth. Damn. Yeah, it's a good one. You know what? I didn't realize this is brewed in the U.S. I thought it was still an import. Uh, I think Budweiser. Yeah, I know somebody. No, Anheuser-Busch got yeah. Stella. No. One of them does. We don't care. It's good yeah. shit. Yeah. Run out and get you a fucking tall boy. Ooh, shit, them's the 25 OZs yeah. right there. That's right. Making me feel like a gangster on that shit. So for folks that haven't had Stella Artois, it's like a European-style lager. It's really smooth and, and mellow and um, easy to drink. It's, it, to me, it's, um, I mean, it's kind of close to Heineken. Yeah, it's, it's pretty close. But it's got a little more, it's got a little more bite to it. Yeah, I always just think. Just off of the initial hit. It, it totally does. I always think of Stella. 
Heineken and Amstel Light kind of like in the, yeah, in the group, right? Those three, I I mean, hell, I can I don't think I've met too many beers I've turned down. <laughs> um, Travis, sorry about that burp, folks. <laughs> um, Trav, he's kind of partial to the Genesee Ice. <sighs> if you haven't heard the Metallica episode, go back because I I love to revel in my thirteen minutes of oh my cracking my ass up and not being able to even. Take a sip of that bullshit. That was a tough one. But hey, maybe we should do a best of show one time. That's a good idea. You know, but then again, we don't do research, so I doubt that that'll ever happen, but hey, whatever. Okay, so we're going to lay it on them. Yeah. Because they already know what the fuck they're getting. Unless we don't, maybe we just put show two. Uh, Like we can just, yeah. Yeah, let's do that this week. Okay. Yeah, well, I'll just put up. And then I can I'll go back and edit it then uh, after, after the yeah, fact. Yeah, yeah. So, hey, guess what, fuckers? We just <laughs> found another way to fuck all of y'all. <laughs> so, now that none of you got a fucking clue of what we're doing, other than I'll give you a little hint, they have been called the American Led Zeppelin. Yep. And I'll leave you with that. We'll say... Uh, it came out in 1973. 73, October 17th of 73. That's right. It's on Warner Brothers. It's on Warner Brothers. Ted Templeman. Produced uh, it, right? Um, you know, it's another great album that he produced. Yep. Um, you know, he was famous for, um, what was that small band, uh, wasn't they called Van, Van, mm-hmm. Van Halen, maybe? That's right. Um, you know. You know, this is also, this you and I talked about this earlier today. It's a super short record. It's almost an EP. It's only 32 minutes long. I know, but it's so fucking awesome. Yeah. And it's an OG copy. Yeah. Compliments of Cousin Dave. Um, Yeah, he, uh, Cousin Dave was going record shopping one day, and he said, hey, I'm going shopping. Anything you're looking for? And I threw it out there, and just so happens... Cousin Dave must have sweeter pickings where he's at than we do because, sure enough, that night he sent me a picture of it. He sent it. I played it. And, oh, my God, this motherfucker is badass. And I think he picked it up for five bucks, right? Yeah, I think he said it was like five bucks. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. Hey. And it's in good shape. Yeah. Cousin Dave, uh, you find more shit like this, just send it our way for five bucks. Mm -hmm. Shit. All right. All right. Lay, so, it, lay it on out there. Let them know. Did I say that it was an OG 73? Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's in great shape. It is. Uh, you know, it's crazy. I was looking on Discogs. You can pick this up cheap. Like, it's I, not just like a random occurrence that um, Cousin Dave found it for five bucks. You can pick it up cheap. And I don't understand it because <laughs> this album kicks fucking ass. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm going to give it to you. Yep. We have the... And when I say the, I am saying it as in the Ohio State Buckeyes. <laughs> I'm saying the official Montrose numero uno self-titled album, Montrose. Yep. Unless you have the European version, which was called Rock the Nation. We'll get into that in a few minutes. Yeah. But... um. If I had my choice, I'd probably go with the European version. The cover of that one's pretty sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get into it. But yeah, we're bringing you Montrose. Montrose. 
And like we said, it was October 17th of 1973. This album fucking rips. Yeah, it's uh, it's insanely good. Um, <laughs> let's talk about the American cover of this record. <sighs> okay. You want me to go first? <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I, I still gave it a four because I do like the yellow border and I love the pink fading into the white for the thing. You right. know, it kind of pops. And I don't know what goofy stuff they got going on with the picture. It's almost like it's what sepia or sepia. Yeah, it's got a sepia tone. Like, um, don't get me started on the back. I ain't even gonna flip the fucker over. But um, this should have just been like solid yellow, yellow with the mantras in that. I would have gave it a five on that. But this is what I said. You know, it would have been a five if it had the European cover. I'm just going to throw it out there to you folks. Y'all need to look up that European cover. Yeah, it, it, it's pretty banging. But then again, you may have seen it if you pay attention to the Facebook page mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. some way, shape, or form. Um, just to avoid copyright bullshit, blah, blah, blah. But honestly, on this one, this was definitely no shirt day and gold chains only for this photo shoot. Um uh, absolutely I, I you know i gave it a two and my notes here i just said this is ridiculous all these dudes are shirtless <laughs> but you know what i think that's honestly where def leppard got the I'm, inspiration I'm sure. for the back of high and dry was I, off of this fucking album cover I, I get to some of that later like um there's quite a few bands who ripped off a little bit of montrose and wasn't uh ronnie one of uh eddie van halen's favorite you know, kind of guitarist. Yeah, he was because he had been around. He was a session guy. He played with uh, Van Morrison, Herbie Hancock. Um, who else? Edgar Winter, right? Yeah, I mean, honestly, Ronnie, man, that motherfucker rips. And but here's the thing with that. Yeah. And I, I I'll keep it short. But honestly, I don't think if they would have stayed together, you know, for a long time, I don't think they would have been as great as they actually were. Yeah. Cause they kind of, they kind of came in fast like a freaking meteor and burnt the fuck out and was gone. Well, you know, part and, of it was Warner Brothers didn't know what to do with them. Like they already thought they had yeah. enough of like hard rock bands. And well, they so, had, didn't they have like Deep Purple? And, yeah, Purple um, was on there at the time. Um, shit. S- somebody else. There was somebody else on there. Uh oh, the Doobies. Which I don't it, think that they're in the same. Yeah, how the fuck are the Doobie Brothers and Montrose? I don't even put them in the same category. But no. hey, you know whatever Warner Brothers, the yeah. y'all motherfuckers make more money than I do. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I just stick with my four. Um, it's just <laughs> to me, it's a great fucking album. Yeah, um, it's it's fucking fantastic. Um, all right, so should we move on to strong tracks? Ah, sorry. I was, mm-hmm. I was enjoying the artois. Yes, folks. And we still don't get no free beer from much of anybody. Mm-hmm. There are a few companies, but, you know. We did get some from uh, Overbelt Brewing in uh, Columbus. Appreciate that. Outer Belt? Or, uh, Outer Belt, yeah. Not Overbelt. Not Overbelt. Outer Belt. I was just reading this. Big J, we love you, buddy. Yeah, thanks, J. Um, I'm sure those will come up in a upcoming episode, probably. Mm-hmm. Unless Trab drinks them all before they get over here, and then I'm going to be super pissed. That's possible. Yeah. I can't promise anything. So we on the strong tracks. Yeah, I'll go first on this one. Go um, ahead. This was a t- I gave it a five. 
uh but it was tough to pick like there's eight songs on here and i think seven are really good right so i picked uh one that's um pretty obvious to me like rock the nation is is a great song like great opener yeah it is you can see why they picked that as a single even though it didn't go anywhere honestly if if you want to go great closer make it last right dude i don't think i don't think there's an album that we've reviewed yet that has as solid opener and closer as an album the the bookends on this one are fucking tight they are and if i'll put it up against anything for those folks that have listened to the episode and those that that haven't before our show brandon i love bookends on a record like a strong opener strong closer both on each side but also record as a whole is really fucking nice and this album has it well you know in our last episode i thought that uh Easy Does It was going to be my one with no dud. Mm-hmm. And I was like, man, I really wanted this one to be the one with no dud because I love his album. And uh, yeah, it's got a dud. I can't, I can't, I can't help it. It, it does. But uh, all right. So I did have another two strong tracks. So Bad Motor Scooter, I think is pretty great. Okay. But tell me that Motley Crue and Mick Mars didn't rip off that intro. Oh, and use for it kick for kickstart my, my heart. heart right? Oh, fuck yeah! But you know what, Mick, Mick would fucking probably tell you yeah. that he fucking you know jammed on Ronnie shit. And then uh, my last strong track is Rock Candy, which might be my favorite song on the record. Um, I go my, back and forth a little he bit. Said might be. <laughs> uh, also, th- that song though, Kiss ripped off the intro of that for I Love It Loud. Oh no shit! Yep. It, the, they fucking totally ripped off the fucking drum beat. Yep. Um, what okay. do you got? So I I gave it a five. I mean, you cannot give his album anything less than a fucking five for the tracks. You know, you got Rock the Nation fucking kicking shit off. And then you got Get on Your Bad Motor (laughs) Scooter and Ride. I mean, fucking classic. I mean, I get it. You've heard it on the radio. But honestly, you haven't heard shit on the radio off of this album. No. To be honest with you. Uh, Damn. The Stella's kicking in. Uh, you know, you got rock candy, you got make it last. One thing on my mind, you know, I mean, it, it's a great fucking album, folks. It is. And you know, all the songs, you know, if you look at the songwriting titles, Ronnie and Sammy were kind of back and forth on all yeah. the songs. And, uh, I mean, honestly, they were firing uh, for a fucking debut album. They was firing on all fucking eight man on this one. Yeah, they were. And that's why I said, I think they really burn out because it just, like any album after this, it ain't as solid as this. It might have a song or two, but nothing like this album. Now this one, um, this, like when I'm listening to this, it reminds me of when we did Thin Lizzy Jailbreak. It feels like that's got that awesome 70s guitar tone and it's recorded really similarly. I I get Uh into that a little bit later. Right. Um, so we did strong tracks, but what is your favorite track? That was fucking rough. Yeah. Honestly, for the favorites, I mean, I gave it a five. Well, I gave them a five because I, I, I was split. Yeah. So I gave rock candy. Rock candy is my favorite. I mean, just that fucking drum beat. And then when that fucking guitar slide comes in, y- you know what the fuck you're getting. And then yeah. Sammy's vocals fucking come in. 
Dude, you can tell that motherfucker was like going out and getting laid right after. Hell, he might have been getting laid when he was fucking laying the tracks for this fucker. You know what's interesting about that song is that that's the only one when all four guys are listed as songwriters in the whole album. I know, but it's such a great fucking song. Yeah. My my honorable mention on that, which I was torn with this one too, was Space Station 5. And (laughs) that one... I love the fucking guitar on it. I mean, fuck. Iron Maiden covered it for the B-side of Be Quick or Be Dead. A bunch of people have covered that, right? And and Van Halen even covered it. uh, Well, yeah, they covered... Well, they didn't cover that song, but they covered Make It Last in the... Early club days yeah. that they were doing, but Stiff so, Little Fingers, who I don't think you probably listened to, it's a punk band from the. I the knew city. you was going to bring it up. That's why I didn't. <laughs> but write they, they covered about it. it too, right? Like yeah. So I mean, they Montrose, a very influential band, with I mean at least two fucking members that everybody's fucking heard of. Yeah. Um, but honestly, dude, even like if you take the bass player and the drummer, man. They were a solid fucking rhythm section. They were, and uh, part of the reason that I love this record so much, and it reminds me of Jailbreak, is because I feel like the way it was recorded was a little bit forward-thinking. Like, the bass is a little bit more up front on a lot of the songs than it was in 73 on a lot of other records. Oh, yeah. And it was a, had a little bit more high-end on the tone than you and you hear on a lot of records at that time, right? Um, and I think that makes it feel... I don't know, just like great, like has some longevity to it more than some stuff. <laughs> I mean, you ain't gonna fucking, I ain't gonna argue with you. Yeah. I love his fucking album. But So I agreed with you on favorite track five, Rock Candy. I think it's hands down the best song. I mean, you know, it is what it is, folks. I'm gonna go out on a limb and say this is where you and I are gonna differ on track to avoid. Ooh, he says we're gonna differ. Yeah. Okay, go ahead. So I'm gonna drink some more of this. Stella Artois. I, so I gave the album cover a two, right? That's That was the low point. This is the only other segment on our list that didn't get really high score, and I gave it a two, and it's Space Station number five. You dick! Are you fucking me it, right now? Is, this is weird, right? So I'll tell you why this is weird oh for both you God. and me on this song. So <laughs> What a fucking... Wow! I fucking love, like proggy stuff like early prog early yes this sounds to me like you're turned off by that shit at the very beginning but, but I when love the song kicks prog, in though that, that's the thing I feel like they're doing like a poor imitation of like early yes I know records. but when the fucking song kicks in man it's like fuck me running um, and then it's just got it's like da, 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 da. And, right. and that song to me has got that Zeppelin feel once it, it gets going, it gets yeah. when it takes off. It's got that Jimmy Page fucking chug chug chug, chug you know, kind of like communication breakdown, fucking type yep. feel to it. And that's why I, I get why they people would call them back in the day the American Led Zeppelin. Yeah, I can see that. But honestly, Ronnie Montrose, way cleaner guitar player than Jimmy Page. I'll go on record. I'll take the fucking bullets. Hit me up at Beers, Brews, Vinyl Reviews at Yahoo.com. I'll fucking fight you on that all day, folks. But to be fair, like I'm going to go and play devil's advocate here. Jimmy Page is a sloppy guitar player, but that's his style. I know, and I love it. And, you know, fucking Tracy Guns and mm-hmm. about every other fucking great fucking guitar player. I love it, too. 
Um, so what do you have for track to avoid? Track to avoid? I went good rocking tonight. Really? I gave it a three. It's not a bad tune. Um, it's a Roy Brown cover. Um, and to me, it just feels a little bit too beboppy yeah. for this album. Because to me, this album, it, it had a lot of fucking weight to it with the, all the other great songs on it. Yeah. I can't believe you fucking cocksuckers throwing away Space Station. Fuck. Um, you gotta do what you gotta do. Folks, there might be some serious darts thrown here or later. We might agree, though, on this, on this <sighs> next part here. Deep cuts. Um, oh, fuck. That's easy one. Uh, although, I think we're both going to like each other's picks. It's hard for me to pick a deep cut because I feel like this album was this never popular, so the whole album's a deep cut. And it was hard to pick a deep cut, but I, I felt good when I finally decided on my deep cut. So I, I gave it a five, and I said make it last. <laughs> About fucking time he come around. <laughs> Go ahead. Give your reasons, man. It's just a good fucking song. Like, when when I'm going through and listening, uh, it fucking rocks, but... It's not because it was a deep cut. Like I said, the whole album is a deep cut. Like, mm-hmm. if you ask 10 classic rock fans, what's your favorite Montrose song? They'll be like, Bad Motor Scooter, <laughs> right, because yeah. that's all they heard on the yeah, fucking radio. Right. Um, Actually, what, on the, the radio side of things, oh God, there wasn't very many. There was only like three songs, I think, actually released off of this. Yeah, I think there were three singles, and none of them did very well. I think this... uh. What it reached like 130 on the Billboard. That's that's that was the peak. Yeah. And even over the last 50, well, what, 48 years, it's only sold uh, just over a million. Yeah. I, right. Yeah, something like that. I mean, people. Okay, the only singles that was released off of this was "Rock the Nation," mm-hmm. "Space Station 5, and "Bad Motor Scooter." Yep. Which you know we've already talked about. "Rock the Nation" comes out hammering. Obviously, you're a prick and don't like Space Station 5. But, you know, I I will cut you some slack because Mm -hmm. probably the first couple times I ever heard that song, I never really was a huge fan of it. But if you take it in the whole context of this album, it fits perfect. And to me, that's an air guitar fucking song. It just gets you hyped up. That's why I like it. And, you know, Bad Motor Scooter, I mean, come the fuck on, man. That That's definitely not a terrible song, but... No, it's a good song. For, I mean, that's a good one, too. You got Rock the Nation and Bad Motor Scooter. But for some right people, those are the only two Montreux songs they know. Yeah, I'm going to say probably most people. And I'm sad to say that. Um, So we're on Deep Cuts? Yeah. Okay, so I just... I gave the Deep Cuts a five, and I just said the whole fucking album. Yeah, I mean... We I mean, kind of had the same answer on that. You know, but if I got to pick one, yeah, and I know it's our show, we can do what we want, but I'll I'll stay with it. I'll pick one. Yeah. It's, it's Make It Last. Yeah. The opening guitar riff of that song says everything yeah. right there. Yeah, it's awesome. That's it, man. It just sets the fucking tone for it. Um, Honestly, the placement where they, you know, I mean, it's the closer. 
So yeah. it it, it yeah. kind of slows everything down because everything up to that was kind of building up, building up, building up, and then that song's just kind of on a down note, you know, letting yeah. you know, hey, you know, yeah, you want to make this album last because that's a great fucking tune. It totally is. That's the only one that Sammy has the his the solo songwriting credit for in the record. Well, but if you take that song and they go into Standing Hampton, yeah, psh, you can. Spoiler alert, possible future episode. But um, you, you can see where... You can see where he was going. And what guitar did Sammy play at this time? Do you know? Honestly, on this one, I don't know what guitar he played. I know he played, uh, he played like, for Bad Motor Scooter, I think he always did like a lap steel for the uh, motorcycle sound shit. Yeah. But I think Ronnie first came up with it, playing around with it, and then he was like, oh shit, that sounds like a... I don't know, was it like a 750 Honda or something, motorcycle right. at the time? Yeah. Something like that. You know, we don't do no fucking research around here, people. Nah, I mean, I know Ronnie played Les Pauls and Fender Amps back then, but yeah. I, I don't know what, hey, what Sammy Hey, you know playing. what else Ronnie always had? What? Well, I'll get into it in the production. All right. So. Well, uh, well might as well dip into it right oh, now. Oh, you want me to hit it? Yeah. Okay. Well, you know. Speaking of Ronnie, yeah. you know, you said the Les Pauls, the Fender amps. Yep. He also loved the Big Muff mm. on this album. That's one of my Faux favorite pedals. Show. Okay. Totally. Ex- one ex- explain it to <laughs> explain it to our listeners if they you know aren't guitar savvy. Big Muff is one of the most classic pedals there has ever been for guitar. It's a fuzz pedal made by Electro Harmonics. <laughs> But I'm sure there's some of our fans out there that think it was a, a freaking camel, a big furry fucking camel toe or something. Uh, no, it's a guitar pedal, folks. And everybody has used it over the years from, you know, like mantras through like metal bands and indie bands and punk bands. But you know on this I mean? album, used it, but. You, you know, because both of us are kind of guitar geeks. Yeah. You can fucking definitely hear it on this fucking album. But you, hey, you totally can. it fucking works and I love it. Absolutely. But you know, I've heard this a million times on CD. Um, but this fucking vinyl, I'm telling you folks, I have not heard a reissue. I know they're out there. Um, Rhino, I think, put one out. Yeah. Another company that we choose not to fucking talk about until they make my Skid Row fucking purchase right. They could eat a dick, which that one would have been cool. But also, like that aside, the OG copies of these are easy to find online, and they're cheap. And this is one that we would, regardless of that, encourage you to find an OG copy because it sounds fantastic. I'm, I'm telling you, when I, when I dropped the fucking needle on this and <laughs> I heard it, I was like, holy shit. Well, after Cousin Dave sent it to you, this is before we thought that we were going to do this for season three because we typically don't listen to the records together. We're going to review. Yeah, we were just I came over. jamming to it. I said, man, Cousin Dave yeah. sent us. Let's put it on. And I was like... We were both like, holy shit. Well, we was playing darts. Yeah. And we was like, fuck. We yeah. like, we got to do this fucking yeah. album. Yeah, that, that's that's a good point. It sounded so good that that's yeah. what, when we decided to do it. Because like, honestly... Yeah, I wouldn't even have thought about putting it in season three. No, because you know it's a lesser had, known band, and we already had we already had our list made yeah. up. 
And um, so, obviously, folks, we don't do research. We don't follow our fucking list. We do what the fuck we want around here. But it sounded so good. Like, we were both at the... Right then, we're like, oh, we're going to do this for season three. I'm just telling you, if, if anyone out there listening has never heard this on vinyl, fucking go get a copy. Um, I don't give a fuck what beer you drink. Yeah. You don't even need beer. This album fucking will kick you right square in the balls, and you'll be yeah. like... You can take grass if you want. Hey, take grass, <laughs> mow grass, smoke grass. We don't care. But this album fucking rocks. It and totally I, does. And honestly, even if you listen to it today... To me, it does not sound dated like seventies albums. And no, it's it's great, and it's it, this is one of those things because I haven't listened to Montrose a lot, you know, like over the years a bit. Two things: this is maybe the biggest difference of any album I've ever heard between a digital copy of CD and the original it, vinyl. Like it's night and day. I know, but also in addition to that, it's pretty awesome finding older bands that you hadn't listened to a lot and they, they fucking kick your ass it that's super fun to do yeah because i mean shit at this time what there was bands like fucking stars and shit like that yeah you know i mean they're great but i've never heard them on vinyl right but like this album you know i mean fuck i dj'd yeah i had this album on fucking cd played it a million times and it was like you know, yeah, it's great. I like it. But then when I heard that fucking vinyl, man, the I'm I'm just gonna jump ahead into uh, uh, my overall listening I, experience I gave my, a little bit. I gave production in the oh, wait, sound no. of five. Yeah, we're we're only, yeah we're in production. Yeah, I agree. Okay. With you. you can go down the net. I just want to say okay. that I, I agree with you. I gave it a five. Well, I gave it a five. Um, but the fucking. Headroom on this fucking album Absolutely. is great 1970s. I mean, I'm I'm not talking like fucking dingy fucking this motherfucker's vibrant. It's great. And when we first listened to that, uh it hadn't even been cleaned yet, right? No, it and was there was maybe one pop the whole time. One or two, you know. Possible. Like it's it's it was pristine. Like it, Well fuck, I think I after you left, I think I dropped the needle on the mm-hmm. motherfucker two or three more times because I was like Holy shit, this album fucking it honestly, if you can find an OG copy of this, get it because it's on the cheap. Yeah. And god damn is it fucking it, it it's alive. It is and there's something to be said about a short record, right? Because it leaves you wanting more. It's eight songs, 32 <laughs> minutes, and when you get done, like you just said, you listen to it a couple times in a row. I did. You're like, shit, I want to listen to that again, right? But the thing is, we can fucking walk out of here right now, go down. I drop the needle on the motherfucker right now and be air guitar and like a motherfucker. Because honestly, man, <laughs> it's a fucking great album. Yeah, it absolutely is. If you um, do not own it, get it. Discogs. I mean, eBay, I'm sure has got it. Yeah, we looked on on Discogs before the the and, show to see what they were going for. You can get them easy, both the American cover and the European cover. Yeah, because Trav, I think Trav's gonna splurge for the uh, European cover. Which hey, I don't blame him. I yeah. mean, shit, it it. But this, but on on this cover's defense, I I did go the four because if you held that in front of me. Fucking three miles away, I know what fucking album that is. That's right. That's the only reason I gave it a four. <laughs> I would have scored it lower, but 
I mean, it's a great fucking album, man. When we uh, update uh, the Beards, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews logo, it should be uh, two of us shirtless <laughs> side by side like that with gold chains. I don't think <laughs> nobody wants to see that, but I don't know if I... Wait a minute. I think I do got some gold chains. Well, they might be that 14 karat gold on the roll from the swap me shit, but... If you listen to our last episode, folks, you might understand that. That's right. So we, we both agree the overall listening experience is a five. Oh, like. fuck yeah. It's a five. It's a great fucking party album. Um, air guitar is a must on this album. Yeah. You know, once again, thanks, Cousin Dave. I'm sorry. Cousin Dave. The, the Stella, the Heineken, they're all getting to me, folks. But thanks for finding this because I looked around here in Raleigh and could not find this and everyone out there needs this for their collection. Yep. I, 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 I would put this definitely in my fucking top 20. That's great. Like of half the owns. It's great. And it, to me, it is a super underrated album. Um, I, I just think, I think a lot of that falls because Warner Brothers didn't know how to promote it. Yeah, they didn't. Um, and you know, it still happens to the. I mean, music industry's fucked, but it still happens to this day. These some of these bigger labels just don't know what to do with certain bands. They could be fantastic, and they for whatever reason, like like we said earlier, at that time Warner Brothers thought, well, we got Deep Purple. What are we gonna do with this? Right? It's like, what the fuck? But honestly, to me. Fucking folks, go out and get you a fucking OG copy of this shit. Yeah. This motherfucker, if, honestly, if you play this whole album and your ass ain't running around fucking air guitar into Ronnie Montrose, fuck, or if you ain't trying to sing like Mr. Sammy Hagar, um, yeah. Yeah, don't compare this album to fucking I Can't Drive 55, Sammy Hagar. Sammy is on fucking point on this yeah like i assume when van halen said we want him they were montrose fans not sammy solo fans right and, and he's, well he's got some not, decent solos not, 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 you right? watch it motherfucker there's there's i know but there's a sammy solo better. album that whoo we could be a future episode folks i don't but know. you know what i mean Nah, it's a fucking great album. If you do not have it in your collection, I highly suggest. If if you're listening to this show and we're telling you, hey, we highly suggest this, go out and get the motherfucker. I mean, it might cost you five to ten bucks. It'll be the best five to ten dollars you ever spend. And some of you fuckers may spend more than that a day at fucking Starbucks buying your goddamn bullshit sugar water fucking coffee. Absolutely. And, uh, there's a reason Sammy still plays a few mantra songs live in his shows today. Because you know why, folks? Because the shit today, they're not making like they used to back in the day. Yep. And this album, honestly, was two years before my motherfucking time. And I swear to Christ, I, I could feel it. I could feel it before I even uh, come out the womb. It's fucking good. So obviously neither of us have ever seen him live. Well, did you see? No, him? but did you see Sammy ever play any? I, 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 yes, and I gave it a five. Yeah. Um, I seen Sammy and Mikey on the V two the other half tour. Yeah. Which was fucking banging because uh, they came out first. It was Sammy and the Wabaritas. Yeah. You know Vic Johnson, 
and I can't even remember the other ones for the uh, Wabaritas, yeah. which was great. You know, yeah, yeah. it was Sammy having fun. And then they did the intermission. And then when they came back out, fucking Michael Anthony come out, Sammy come out, Vic Johnson come out. And I can't remember the fucking drummer. I think it was the same drummer from the Wabaritas. Yeah. But, dude, yeah, it was the other half tour. Great. I highly suggest if you've never seen Sammy Hagar live, yeah. fucking go see him. Um, I mean, the fucking thing is, the dude's like, what? He's in his fucking seventies. He's in his mid seventies. Yeah, you know, this came out in seventy three, forty eight years ago. Still fucking right? rocking. Yeah. Still fucking drinking. Yep. Yeah. Still a super cool, dude. Yeah. Other than the fact, and you know where I'm going with this, Sammy, motherfucking Hagar. Needs to send us some Santos tequila. That's true. Because we would review that for the show. We totally would. And a classic Mr. Sammy Hagar album. Guy Fieri, where you at, brother? You're supposed to be Mr. Columbus, Ohio. We're from Ohio. Hey, send us some motherfucking hooch. If uh, if Sammy would send us some uh, tequila to review... He might bump up from my um, second favorite Van Halen singer to my first. <laughs> wow. Oh, you heard it right here on Beers, Brews, and Vinyl Reviews, Mr. Red Rocker. If not, he might drop down to number three. Gary Sharon might make a move. <laughs> Gary, hold on, time out. I'm just going to go ahead and throw it out there. My wife, your sister, she loves her some Sammy mm-hmm. in Van Halen. Yep. Um and we razz her a lot. We do. Brandon um, and I uh, both are. The uh, thing is, I, li- guys. I like both iterations. I do too. for different reasons, and yeah. except for Gary Sharon, he's not included I in fucking count anything. That. Gary, you should have just stayed with Nuno. Yeah, did the extreme shit. I would have respected you more. Yeah, but I will say you had some brass balls trying to step up into these shoes. But it was fucking awful. What they had barely one. Oh, I don't even know if I can stomach saying they had one song. It was horrible. But all well, right. Anyways, um, I don't feel like recapping. No, I mean we were both locked in. This. All I all I can tell you about this album is get on your bed, motor scooter, <laughs> and ride. Okay. Uh, yeah, everybody. Yeah. If if you're listening to this episode, just pull it up. You probably don't have this on vinyl. Just pull it up on whatever you're listening to, Spotify or Pandora, but YouTube, whatever. the vinyl whatever. is ten times better than anything you're going to listen to it on it absolutely other than. Is. Um, but I will throw it out there. Yeah. This show has went longer than this fucking album. It totally did. <laughs> we just went ten minutes longer than this record. But, hey, um, you know, just stay swaggy, friends. And, you know, we don't do fucking very much research. We like to keep it loose around here. We do. And fuck you, smoking computer, for shitting on us last week. <laughs> and hit us up at Beards, Brews, Vinyl Reviews at yahoo.com or on the Facebook page because we want to hear from you folks. Yeah, do it. And I'm just going to throw it out there. I'm Brandon. I'm Travis. And if you don't like Montrose, fuck, fuck you. you.